coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. And they had like Rudy Giuliani and Zig Ziglar. They hired me for this gig, right? It was my very first gig I ever did. Wow. Anyway, I was graduating and all the seniors in the youth group had to go up and say their name and where they were going to school and where they were going after. I forgot my name. (laughs) (laughs) Stumbled through the rest of it. Tripped as I was walking off the stage and ran in the bathroom and cried for like 20 minutes. (laughs) I think that music has lost a lot of that power, Mm -hmm. which because it's been so like, you know, put in a box and dumbed down for the masses. Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to, but you should. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button and you'll get notified when an episode is ready for download. And then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work. On today's show, we have a special episode dedicated to singer-songwriter Betty Fox. With an extensive background in gospel and a lifelong passion for soul music, Betty Fox has become one of the biggest local Tampa Bay acts. We will talk food and music as usual, and on this special episode, we will preview several tracks from Betty's new album that will come out in the following weeks. We We have have a great great show, show, so stick stick around. I love soup, and I'm always in search of a great soup. Ramen is just so complex and delicious with layers of complex flavors in its broth. Booyah Ramen is one of my favorite places in downtown St. Pete, so much so that I recently included them on my top five Asian noodle soups list for their pork belly ramen. Now Booyah's success is not just about the ramen. It's a hip, upbeat environment meant for unwinding and socializing with house-crafted cocktails, a large selection of Japanese whiskey, and izakaya too. Those are small plates of different types of appetizers that are delicious as well as the ramen. The ambiance of the place, along with the friendliness of the owners and staff, really adds to the character and charm of Buya. And to add to its coolness, the owners are actually opening up four more stores, one in Miami and three in Berlin of all places. Yes, Berlin, Germany. How cool is that? Buya Ramen is located at 911 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete and is open seven days a week at 11 a.m. Do ya, Buya? One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number no. 9. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years, and they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete Foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. 
Aside from the food, Engine Number no. 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine. And you can even get a regular old cheeseburger, too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number no. 9 at the corner of MLK and 1st Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. Please welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast, Betty Fox. Hi. Welcome. I'm so excited you're here. I'm I was, so glad I was, I was telling Kevin I was going to be starstruck. And, and she, <laughs> she sang hi when she came in the door, too. She did. That's awesome. So you're going to humor us maybe and sing a few of your answers to our questions? Yeah, I probably will. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Food makes me happy. So this is a special episode, as we mentioned in the intro. It's all Betty Fox. It is. So Yay. we're going to find out all about you. Cool. We're going to talk about food stuff, and then we're obviously going to get into music. And damn, girl, your voice is amazing. Thank I, you. Pardon, pardon me so for so stating so the obvious. But. <laughs> so nice. Thank you. So, no, so true. I understand that you have southern roots. Yeah. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in South Tampa. You did? Mm-hmm. I was born and raised in Tampa. Um, my family was from Georgia, and they moved down here when my mom was young, and they lived, you know... What is now, I think, you know, Carrollwood mm-hmm. off of Sweetwater Creek, you know, mm-hmm. in a, a one-bedroom shack in the woods. You oh, know? wow. Just my grandmother, my grandfather, and five kids, you know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they, they stayed busy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, cramped. <laughs> so where in Georgia? I know that my grandparents lived in Savannah, and okay. they um, they actually ran an orphanage up there. Um, it was a... Home for Wayward Boys, um, mm-hmm. the Bethesda Home for Wayward Boys. It's still there to this day. Wow. They had like 20 kids um, in that orphanage. and mm-hmm. um, So they taught all the kids in the orphanage to sing gospel hymns. Cool. Yeah. And so that is how my family got into singing. And mm-hmm. so my, um, my mom and her sister and her two brothers um, had a gospel quartet, and they would travel from church to church and sing. And that's kind of how I grew up. Every Easter, mm-hmm. Christmas, Thanksgiving, everybody would gather on the piano and We'd sing gospel hymns. That's just like kind of my roots. So you're right. a very musical family. Yeah. And is awesome. it true that the first time you ever performed was at the age of four at a church play? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I was growing up, um, my grandparents moved um, down to South Tampa um, to help raise me. And so my grandmother lived like two blocks away from my house. And we lived just right behind the church that my uncle pastored. Mm-hmm. And it was so it was like literally immediately across the street from my grandmother's house and so that's convenient yeah yeah and she would make all of the uniforms for the kids that went to the no school way. there <laughs> by hand you know like yeah she, and so I would go to school there and then I walk across the street you know with my little lunchbox and granny would teach me you know how to sew and she taught me a lot about Jesus and, mm-hmm. but it, so it was at my uncle's church and I was um I sang the lead in the mm-hmm. in the play You've definitely had a lot of practice. <laughs> I've always loved it. Like just ever since my first memory, I just remember like listening to music and um, hearing my family sing or my mom sing to me lullabies at night. And, or even like when I was listening to gospel music, like Tremaine Hawkins mm-hmm. um, and the Staple Singers and um, Reverend James Cleveland and yeah, Shirley Caesar. Like I just... Ha- always felt this really deep connection 
with that music. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I've just, I've just pursued it ever since I can remember. So when was, well, what happened after you grew up and before the Betty Fox band? Or when was Betty Fox? You guys want to hear a story? Oh, of course. We do. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So I like, I always loved to sing, right? And um, I knew that I wanted to do it. And I met this guy and his, you know, brother-in-law knew somebody high up in this uh, motivational speaking seminar. Mm -hmm. And they had like Rudy Giuliani and Zig Ziglar. They hired me for this gig, right? It was my very first gig I ever did. Wow. Was Giuliani and Zig Ziglar there? I got to meet both of them. Wow. Yeah. And so I went on tour and I got to open for Zig Ziglar. That is awesome. Where was this? Before he died. This was um, in California. It was, they told me, okay, mind you, I've never sang like outside of church. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, How old were you? uh, Oh man, I don't, I think this was... uh, like 10 years ago okay. or something. Mm-hmm. It, but I'll tell you what, it was one of the worst experiences of my entire career. Oh, it no. Was, yes. <laughs> I tell you what, I had to sing. Okay, they told me, Betty, you're going to play um, uh, the national anthem and maybe one other song. So mm-hmm. I, pre- I prepared I Believe I Can Fly because I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's a great motivational yeah, song. Right. Come yeah. two weeks before the gig, they're like, um, no, you're the only artist we have booked on the entire thing. And also, <laughs> you can't sing I Believe I Can Fly because it's too slow and it's boring. Yeah, so, oh no! So wow. I had to learn. I had to learn five songs in two weeks, which I had never done before. And there was three thousand people the first day, oh. fifty two hundred the second day, and wow. I ate it. Like it was so bad. I didn't oh, know what no. I was doing. Oh, no. My stage fright got the best of me. I blacked out on stage and <gasps> barely remember the show. And I know I was pitchy everywhere because the way that they had the monitors set up, I didn't know how to tell them what I needed. And so, anyway, I walked away from that being like, this is definitely not for me. <laughs> Scarred for life. I quit oh, no. singing for like a year after that. I was like, this, I clearly can't hack whatever that is. Well, that was just like you torture. being thrown into something that you just had just had. Wolves, yeah. yeah. Trial by In, fire. Right. That's how my entire career has gone. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Well, trial by fire. Yes. Yes. But I know you don't black out and get all upset. Not anymore. <laughs> no. no, I was actually, I bartended for like 14 years and I was bartending this um, private event for um i can't remember the name of it but for this place that i worked at westgate resorts over in orlando okay uh it was like a sales pitch event and they hired this hypnotist Uh um to come so he like came and he hypnotized all these people he made this girl think she was a donkey and like these people were you know like you could tell they were just not part of the show like this was actually real it really was really yeah i've never been to one of those shows so it was really impressive and so i was like i need to talk to that guy Mm -hmm. i want him to hypnotize me so i'm not you know afraid anymore on stage and that i can do what i love to do Mm -hmm. and um he taught me how to hypnotize myself he gave me this awesome trick called called anchoring mm-hmm. um and uh i've been i've been doing that ever since and that's really cool. helped me in my stage fright and stuff so wow that's really cool yeah i need to learn that you should <laughs> see me i'll teach it to you, <laughs> you i'll should. teach it to you before i leave <laughs> my son had his another little story he had his uh, bar mitzvah a couple years back and i had to get up and speak in hebrew right in front of the synagogue i was shaking you could see me everybody could see me shaking from head to toe mm-hmm. It was so weird because it's so, oh, we judge ourselves way harder than anybody else in the audience. Right. You know totally. I, mean? I, I know. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. My ex-husband's um, brothers and everything, they were all coming up and, and saying how well I did and everything. But it was still, it was, it was harrowing. 
I remember one time I was, um, I, when I, I actually graduated high school in Georgia. Mm-hmm. I moved away from home when I was 16, and I lived in like 10 different cities. And, but I, when I was graduating, my aunt that I was living with, she was a part of this huge church up mm-hmm. in, Ge- in Marietta, Georgia. It's called Johnson Ferry Baptist Church. It's so big that they have like 2,000 people at the congregation, and they don't have enough room for everybody. They have to have two th- satellite churches. Oh, wow. They, they um, yeah, send the sermon out on like a big screen. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I was graduating, and all the seniors in the youth group had to go up and say their name and where they were going to school and where they were going after. I forgot my name. <laughs> Stumbled through the rest of it. Tripped as I was walking off the stage and ran in the bathroom and cried for like oh 20 minutes. <laughs> it's, it's terrifying. It is terrifying. 2,000 people staring at you. Yeah. And I can't remember my name. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. So we were saying when you first got here, Kevin actually said, can't believe that you're not already just this big artist. And you made a statement that... that uh, I'm glad that I'm, I'm not. Yes. Yet. Yeah. And said a few things that we thought were beautiful. So if you might want to oh, yeah. repeat that again, that would be great. I mean, I've just been through, you know, a lot. And um, especially maintaining, balancing a career and, you know, like extreme loss, you know. This is a really sort of superficial endeavor if if you look at it from pop culture standpoint yes and i had to um kind of reevaluate what it is that i stand for as a human being and what kind of legacy i want to leave mm-hmm. um because i don't really think i can stand behind you know just um being a pretty face you know and who stands up and smiles you know mm-hmm. so that's why i've really um recommitted myself to working a lot with the community making sure that I'm using my music as a catalyst to, you know, generate a sense of um, generosity or community or something better than what... I I think that music has lost a lot of that power, Mm -hmm. which, because it's been so, like, you know, put in a box and dumbed down for the masses in order to, you know, ensure you know the most amount of success it's definitely a business Mm -hmm. formula i'm not saying that there's something so wrong with it you know but i do think that music is a lot more powerful than that it's Mm -hmm. supposed to be emotive it's supposed to be connective and that's what i want my music to be if it's going to be anything that's what it needs to be this ties into what you're talking about today you have a single being released today of hallelujah yes by it's by leonard cohen right leonard cohen yeah and so today is actually the anniversary of his passing Yeah, you know, one thing that I really enjoy about that song, the reason that I keep singing it and the reason that I recorded it, even though so many people have done it, is because that song is so relatable. And it seems like regardless of whatever circumstance I encounter, I'm able to sing that song and it means something different to me every time. And I really like that. Lola's (laughs) trying to sing it right now. (laughs) She's she's singing hallelujah. (laughs) She's trying to get her squeak toy and I'm not going to let her get that, but she's making noise anyway. I apologize because it's Lola. Anyway, so yes. So you sing it because, yes, you're right. It It can make you feel up and happy and... I get what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's really interesting because sometimes in my life I've recognized that I'm David and sometimes I'm Bathsheba, you mm-hmm. know, and I I recognize that regardless of my trials or my errors or my triumphs, you know, or my um, gains, you mm-hmm. know, in this world, I've 
I've been able to find a reason to find gratitude. And so the reason that we, we've worked a lot with CASA with our Good Sunday Review. In downtown St. Pete at the Ale and the Witch, mm-hmm. um, which mm-hmm. always has really great beer. Yes. And um, we've been working with them for like the last seven years. We, we saw started. you there one Sunday. Yeah. 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 So we raise money by pooling all of our tips and some of our CD sales. And all of that gets put into a pot to go to a specific charity of our choice. So last Sunday, it was, you know, for the Homeless Emergency Project. Nice. Or I think cool. they changed their name now. I think it's the Homeless Empowerment Project. And so we've also worked with CASA mm-hmm. a lot and Redefining Refuge, which is a home for um, girls who've been taken out of the human trafficking trade. We've been able to raise like over like $60,000 and put it back into our community. That's um, awesome. Yeah, just um, and using music as a catalyst for positive change, you know, which is something that I definitely would want to stand behind for the rest of my career. So that's why um, we chose CASA because I really... I think if anybody, you know, deserves a reason to sing hallelujah, mm-hmm. it's, you know, the, the women who have been know, abused and got out and made it out. Yeah. Yeah. So. so every one, every download, is it just today's date? Every bit of proceeds is going to go towards every Casa. bit of proceeds or every download from here on mm-hmm. out. So even if you're listening today and it's not November yeah. 7th anymore, yeah. which, please, please go download it. Go download it. It's only a dollar and it goes to a really good cause. Yeah. So. Awesome. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back, talk some food, and then music. We will be right back. How many times have you heard a restaurant say that they have healthy food that actually tastes great? I've heard it a lot, but unfortunately, it's usually one or the other and not both until the brass bowl came around. Right. Their food actually is healthy and tastes so darn delicious. So good. They use organic ingredients and responsibly sourced seafood. Brass Bowl offers gluten-free, vegan, and carnivorous options. There truly is something for everyone. You will find imaginative flatbreads, bowls, and tasty delicious small plates. With options like fresh roasted seasonal veggies, 24-hour sous vide hanger steak, house-smoked salmon, and free-range chicken breast. And up front, they have a cold-pressed juice station and separate menu with juice bowls and elixir shots. It's like two open kitchens in one. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery is really on the cutting edge of the fast, casual culture that is enjoying so much fame these days. Go get bowled over by Brass Bowl. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery is located at 656 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete, and you can check them out on the web at BrassBowlKitchen.com. Have you been to Pacific Counter? It is one of the newest fast, casual concepts located on one of the fastest growing blocks in St. Pete the 600 block of Central Avenue. They offer build-your-own bowls, burritos, or salads with a variety of the freshest bases, toppings, and sauces to satisfy anyone's craving and put you in charge. There are actually 6,432,189 combinations possible. Overwhelmed by build-your-own? I know that I sometimes am. Well, you can also choose from their counter creations menu already picked for you. The first couple of times we ate there, that's exactly what I did. Then I decided to get adventurous. For bases, they offer sushi rice, brown rice, noodles, or greens. Sushi rice seems to be the norm, but I'm not a big rice person, so I finally tried the noodles, and to say I fell in love is an understatement. They are actually sweet potato noodles, I found out later, and I have no idea how they make them seem like rice noodles. I added fresh tuna and salmon, my choice of toppings and a sauce, which I didn't even need because the bowl was so good without it. I told Kevin I could eat this every day, and I would probably lose weight and love it at the same time. If you haven't checked out Pacific Counter, I would highly recommend it. They are open for lunch and dinner, 
have a variety of unique alcoholic and non-alcoholic drink options, and they have the beloved Dole Whip. Find your fresh at Pacific Counter. Pacific Counter is located at 660 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. They are open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday through Thursday and 11 a.m. to midnight on Friday and Saturday. All right, Betty, are you ready for the Fast Five Foodies questions? I think so. All right. Question number one, what's your favorite food? Artichokes. No way. And yes, I love artichokes and, and I love snow crab. Like if I could have snow crab and artichokes. Wow. That would be like my favorite Well, how favorite do you like thing. the artichokes prepared? Because my, my mom usually just boils them, boils them. And, then, and then we dip them in mm-hmm. garlic butter sauce. Right. Yeah. So this is something from your childhood that you... Oh, yeah. Okay. Got yeah. it. I love snow crab too, but they're such a pain. Man, it's not as much of a pain as Alaskan king crab. That's true. <laughs> That's right. a real pain. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but, so, What's your least favorite food? I don't know. I don't like blueberry muffins. <laughs> I hate Sorry them. Sorry to laugh. That's just the funniest. Why? I just don't like them. I don't know why. Do you not like the blueberries? No, it's like something about the the, the taste combination. Of it. Yeah, can't but you hang. like other muffins. Yeah, I can't hang. Can't hang with huh. the blueberry muffins. Do you like any other muffins? She yeah, said she I did. like banana. Oh, like yeah. the banana nut nut ones and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about English muffins? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, different kind of muffin. <laughs> especially, if, especially if it's on a Benedict. Right, yeah. totally. Yeah, that's, t- that's talking Kevin's music there, yeah. our food. Anyway, uh, number three is what is your favorite food or favorite restaurant in downtown St. Pete? Oh. Or, or any, in St. Any, Pete? Anywhere, anywhere in St. Pete. Pete. Anywhere in St. Pete. Man, this isn't going to be a fast answer because there are so many that I really like. Cool. Um, that's okay. We have time. <laughs> that, that, that would be like my answer. <laughs> Man, let me see. St. Pete. Man, there's this place called the Artisan over in Gulfport. They closed. They closed. They did? Sorry. Dang. I can't use that one then. Huh? No. no. They just recently <laughs> closed. <laughs> but they were really we cool, really, weren't they? Yeah, we did. It was a, a great really place. cool show there once. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to say uh, I, I like the Iberian Rooster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you uh, done shows there? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's a go, cool space downstairs. It's like a little speakeasy. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's you very pack cool. people in there to the gills, man. And then they have well, you drunken pack people Disney. In there to the <laughs> <laughs> well, not, not as much as drunken Disney does, I'll tell you what. I've never <laughs> seen drunken so. Drunken Disney? They all dress up like Minnie Mouse in like Aladdin and, and like Princess Jasmine. <laughs> Like, they do this at Iberian and Maleficent. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And then there's there's always a drag queen that hosts it, and like everybody just gets drunk and sings Disney songs. I got to tell Brian about this. <laughs> to karaoke. That's hysterical. I, ha- I, I, I know. Ha- I have another business. I didn't expect it. And I was like, why are there three Minnie Mouses at my gig right now? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what was happening afterwards. We're so like, hmm, we have a new fan base. <laughs> <laughs> Wacky Disney fans. Yeah. No, my uh, business partner in my other business, uh, who is. The podcast host for that business is a huge Disney fan. Like huge. He, Disney he lives fan. in North Carolina and he travels down to Florida to go to Disney World like five times a year. And he's he's only like an hour from us at this point. Never comes to visit. I think he did one time he'll on probably, Kevin's birthday. He'll probably go to Iberian Rooster now. For yeah, Trump, Trump I know. Disney. Right, we can get him here for that. Yeah. Um, okay. Question four: Salt or pepper? Salt. Yes. <laughs> I'm the salt one. He's the pepper one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forgot the last one. Oh, can you cook? Yes. And what? What's your favorite thing to cook? My favorite thing to cook is 
chicken and dumplings. Oh I make my gosh. Chicken and dumplings, yeah. I haven't had good chicken and dumplings since my mom. Used to. My mom's from Georgia, some. too. You That's will? That's my specialty. Oh my God, we're coming over. I'm not kidding. <laughs> You're invited. Nice. You're invited. Oh, thank you. Do you have any favorite Southern food? Um, chicken and dumplings. Yeah, really. <laughs> that would be it, yeah. And like my granny used to make this really awesome pot roast oh, and uh, like, uh, you know, collard greens. Who doesn't love collard mm, greens? I love good collard yeah. greens. Like Thanksgiving, I sometimes get a hankering for it in like July and I'll just make Thanksgiving in July. Nope, why <laughs> yeah. not? I like to mix it all together, man. I'm so looking forward to Thanksgiving. Where you can get like the stuffing and the green bean casserole and the turkey mm-hmm. and and get a bite of all of it mixed. Sauce. Yeah, just like mix it all together on one fork. That's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> so, are you making Thanksgiving yourself this year? Or? Yeah, I can't. My mom moved to Texas. Uh-huh. My little sister moved to Georgia, and I don't have any family down here right now. But we have gigs around like sandwiching Thanksgiving. So I think we're gonna have bandsgiving. Oh, my nice. Awesome. My band is gonna. That's have. awesome. Yeah. Well, you're invited to my place, so. Oh, thank you. If you, you would like to come, I'm cooking. That's so nice. And I'm making turkey, and I'll make cranberry sauce for you. And I love it. I'm in charge of garlic mashed potatoes. <laughs> you yes, guys are making is. me so hungry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I love it. I'm like, where's the food at? You, <laughs> can you sing? We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) Craving some good grub in the Tampa Bay area, but not sure where to go for dinner this weekend? Don't worry. I got you covered, guys. I'm Candace Avila's host of Food for Thought. It's a food show where I basically explore different restaurants throughout the Tampa Bay area. Get ready for some drool-worthy, delicious dishes that are going to get you off the couch and into those restaurants and having a great night overall. You can watch my show on 10 News. It airs Thursday mornings. And also, if you're online, it's on our Food for Thought YouTube page. See you then. And if you love a restaurant, let me know on Instagram. We are back! We are back! We are back on the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast with our guest, Betty Fox. Yes! Yes, there she is. (laughs) Gospel soul sister. I love it. So the Betty Fox band is coming up on 10 years now? Um, Yes, I think it's eight. Eight, Eight okay. years, yeah. I was never good with math. No, <laughs> uh, I mean, I've I've been doing it for way longer than that, but um, but just the band in general, yeah. Do you still have all the same people in place? I wish. No. 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 <laughs> I knew that was going to be the answer. Not how bands that go. That's another one of those trial by fire things. You know, you don't really know how to boss around a bunch of old men. You know? <laughs> 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 Learn. Right. Yeah, they throw you to the wolves. Um, no, but uh, we've had um, lots of different versions of the band, but this, honestly, the one that I have right now is my favorite, mm-hmm. um, especially because we, um, when we went up to Muscle Shoals to record the album, we were able to write the horn charts with some real, like, deal, like, people who toured. Um, like, on my album, we have a, ho- a Hall of Fame like inductee who mm-hmm. was one of the original Swampers. His name is um, Spooner Oldham, and he plays... The same exact keyboard that he played on all of uh, all of Aretha Franklin's "I Never Loved a Man the Way That I wow. Love You," the wow. same exact keyboard, same person, same that keyboard so cool. that helped write the you know like so- that song basically in the studio. Exciting, yeah. And uh, and then we also um, the people who helped us write the horn charts are like they went on tour with like BB King and Bobby Bland and you know like, wow. Johnny Taylor and Little Milton. And so anyway. 
It's just, it was one of the coolest musical experiences, but now we're able to have um, a full eight-piece band. That's great. Yeah, so when we when we get the keyboards and the three horns, you know, with mm-hmm. the core group, it just, mm-hmm. it's really magical for me, and it's something I've always wanted to do. So, right, so. tell us about your big break. <laughs> <laughs> you, that's funny. Okay, so I <laughs> was in this new... <laughs> I can't believe you asked me that. Uh, <laughs> I was in this new, um, when I first started, I wanted to be a performer, but you know, like we talked about, mm-hmm. I was, I've, I had really bad stage fright. So, um, but I was trying to conquer it and I was trying to like be a really good entertainer. Mm-hmm. And um, I had heard, <clears throat> you know, that Helen Wolf used to like climb the curtains and stuff. And mm-hmm. so I was like, well, I'm going to perform for these people. I don't care if there's only 10 people in here. I'm going to impress them all. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm, you know, just a kid, and I've had two Long Islands, and, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, it's, nothing good happens after two Long Islands. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> at least this was okay. So I decided to get on a table, right? And uh, it was, you know, a faulty dismount. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Okay, so at the end of the song, I was trying to get off the table, and the corners of the table didn't align with the legs, and I didn't know that, and so I tried to get off of the corner, and oh, I just, no. like, knocked the whole table over, uh, and, and I just go, off. Oh, my God. I fell off, and I hit the chair on the way down, and but it was, like, this epic, like, movie scene moment, okay, mm-hmm. because at the... At, <laughs> At this, like, okay, it's the end of this song, right? Okay, so at a blues song, like, the music will stop, mm-hmm. and then it'll pick back up, like, and I'll sing the rest of it. So I was actually singing Hoochie Coochie Woman <laughs> and uh, by Muddy Waters. <laughs> and it had, like, black knee-high boots on, you know? Right. And so the end of the song comes, and it's, See, I'm your hoochie, coochie woman. And then the whole band stops, and all you hear is me falling off the table. <laughs> <laughs> it is like, oh, no. and I finished singing the song with my boots in the air, you know, on the ground, on my back, you know. Everybody knows I'm here. <laughs> they all did. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. That's what I told myself. I was like, well, if they didn't know, then you know, that they definitely know now. Um, yeah. So uh, I got up and finished the rest of the set. And ended up actually breaking my foot that night. Oh, my God. So, that hurts. <laughs> it, you know, I think the wound to my pride was a little bit more <laughs> painful. <laughs> but, but, um, but, yeah, so that's my big break. That's what I like to think of as my big break. <laughs> because, uh, because I actually never had to have a real job ever since then. You know, like, um, I've been able to just play music for a living. And initially, like, it was kind of weird the way that it worked out because... I had um, moved over here to start the band because I, you know, had this lucid moment where I was like, I know that I want to play music for a living Mm -hmm. and I'm just going to do whatever it takes. So I was working as a bartender at this little place over in Tampa called the Front Porch. Mm -hmm. And, um, oh, that's in Seminole Heights. mm -hmm. I've been there. Yeah. I lived right down the street from there. Yeah. yeah. So my boss had come up to me two days prior and he was like, we're going to have to hire somebody else because you requested too many dates off for your band this month. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm not going to quit, you know, my music to work at this place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So, I mean, no offense to them, but like, you know, music is like the thing that I love the most in the whole world. I'm mm-hmm. not going to give that up for, you know, a job, um, any, anything else at all, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, that then two days later I broke my foot and, um, I had to, <laughs> I had to keep it elevated for two weeks and I actually, um, supplemented my income by making jewelry out of like little magazine, um, <laughs> beads. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I cut them into like little triangles and I rolled them up and, um, sold earrings and stuff out of it and that's how <laughs> while you were laying there with your foot elevated yeah. Yeah. that's so funny yeah. that's funny so you're coming out with your third album mm-hmm. first two the first one was too far gone august 2012 mm-hmm. and then slow burn june 2015 mm-hmm. and the new album is peace in pieces mm-hmm. peace of mind comes piece by piece piece by mm-hmm. piece exactly mm-hmm. we're gonna play a few tracks and talk about them okay the first track and i believe it's the first one on the album it's titled green light Mm -hmm. it's a rock soul tune strongly influenced by the rolling stones Mm -hmm. tom petty and aretha franklin yeah and inspired by childhood memories Mm -hmm. tell us okay um when i was a kid me and my mom and my sister used to always go on road trips and that was like i just i think some of the happiest times of my childhood like because my mom would take us, she would call them adventures, mm-hmm. and we would shoot, this was back before GPS, like, mm-hmm. we only had the map. So it's really an adventure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, I'm pretty sure she was just totally lost. <laughs> like, right, yeah. It's an adventure, kids. Right. Um, you know, but um, we would go, you know, like, barefooted down this old dirt road and pick, you know, wild blackberries off the side of the road, and, and we would always camp near, like, a creek, you know, and we would, like, you know, my sister learned how to wash dishes in a creek, you know, mm-hmm. and um, but my favorite part about it was we she would let us listen to the local radio stations that had, you know, like the pop music or whatever mm-hmm. until it ran out. So so like that was like up by Gainesville mm-hmm. and then right around Gainesville, it would start, you know, going out and then we would pop in the Tom Petty and the Bob Marley and like, you know, scream free fall until our lungs collapsed. And like, that's where Tom Petty is from. Gainesville, yeah. Florida. Yeah, and my, my mom was a gator too. So. Me too. <laughs> yeah, she got her law degree from there. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so uh, it, it, it was just always like the most fun. And I just really wanted to evoke that kind of memory, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, in my, I wanted to recreate that kind of feeling of like, you know, just getting in the car and going and just like the, the joy and the freedom of like. Free falling. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, in, in my own original in own, way, right. you know, so that's what that song is. I love it. I love Tom Petty and I'm so sad he's gone. I know. I, d- I haven't really seen anybody who's been able to translate um, to so many different people. He mm-hmm. was so relatable and his music was so, you know, emotive. And like, ev- I, I know like every musician that I know of had respect for him, no matter mm-hmm. if they're, you know, in j- jazz mm-hmm. or soul or, oops, and, uh, <laughs> you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what kind of music you play. You and I Tom raised Petty. my son on him. So he's three years old singing Tom Petty in uh, the car. See that? <laughs> It's great. You you might get along with my mom then. <laughs> so let's have a clip of green light.
Again, that was Greenlight, and the album is Peace in Pieces. And that one, I forgot to mention, is in the key of G. <laughs> Not because it starts with the letter G, but just because that's how you felt it. Yeah. I didn't even know that. So. Yeah. Kevin, oh, sorry. Kevin always has to figure that oh, yeah, out. He used, he used to be a musician. He played in a band. So, oh, cool. So I, I have some more music stuff, too. So the next track, track two, is titled Winter's Cold. And it's kind of a happy and sad song with, about lost love and loyalty. Yeah. I think um, I wanted to make music about um, the kind of love that lasts the winter, you uh. know? And, and I really feel like there's a fine line between, like, codependency and, you know, commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when it comes down to, you know, the the kind of love that, my grandparents had they were together for like 50 years mm-hmm. you know i mean i just really want that i wanted and I, there's so many soup stupid sappy love songs and i wanted to write something real like when it comes down to the nitty-gritty like when you're you know in a long-term relationship and you know things start happening you know mm-hmm. like and like health goes or you know um, tragedy strikes and now you have to navigate it together like, no winter's cold could ever undo the love I have for you. Oh, my God. I'm crying. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> You're crying. And I'm crying. I, wow. That's great. I just wanted to write, you know, a song about... Plus, um, we need a song like that here in Florida because it's not cold and I need some cold weather. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to break what you were saying. Uh, no, that's fine. Yeah. I, it's kind of funny singing that song in Florida. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not only that, but... Winter is cold. It, people usually think like, yeah, no shit. Winter's cold. Right. Am I allowed to cuss? Yeah. Sure. Sorry. Oh, yeah, go don't for worry. it. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm not. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> offend anyone. No, Kevin loves to use the bleep thing when he does editing. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, good. <laughs> no, yeah. you can cuss. It's fine. <laughs> so winter's cold. It's in the key of D. Hmm. And this is, I find this interesting. I found it on a couple songs. This was one of them where you start the verse on the fifth. So yeah. it, it goes back and forth between a D and a G in the intro, and then you come in on the A. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Is that like a, a, a soul gospel? I think that's a gospel thing. thing. Yeah. You know, you're actually the second person to mention that to me because I've, I had this one guitar player once um, who was like, why do you like that so much? <laughs> like, why do you right. like the one to the five chord progression? I don't know why. I just really do. Yeah, uh, it's really cool. It's gospel. So... Let's play a clip and you'll see what we're talking about. Here we are with Winter's Cold. Again, that was a clip of Winter's Cold from Betty Fox's new album, Peace in Pieces. And uh, we might have to get tissues. 
Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> talk about Marie? The next track is Marie. Oh. It's a very soulful, to me, Motown sounding ballad yeah, in memory of your mother. Yeah, it's, it's um, inspired by Al Green. That song actually came to me in a dream. Okay, so Riri, that's who, her name was Nelda Marie Young. And um, that's who we actually dedicated our new album to. Okay, so like I told you, my grandparents had, had an orphanage, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so my grandfather was actually an orphan, and my grandmother um, became one at the age of 13. So they, they were the kind of people where everybody was family. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, you know, at my grandmother's funeral, they had like 48 different people show up that they had taken into their home, you know, and like rehabilitated. And let's like, wow. just even like, convicts people who just got out of you know jail Mm -hmm. came and stayed at her house and she helped them to get on their feet again and that was um i guess the way that riri was she had a terrible childhood not a good relationship with her family she met my mother and um she had gotten into a car accident she came and stayed with my grandmother when she was 18 and then just literally never left. So she just became an adopted family member, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was like a second mother to me because my mom was a single parent raising two kids. So she was always there mm-hmm. and she would meet my bus every single day uh, when I was going to uh, to my after school care program. She would wait for me at the bus every day with a Gatorade and two Reese's cups. Aww. I know. I don't know. She she called me, you know, like every day until and that's how I found out that like she was sick and I didn't know she had had this thing go on in the hospital and they took her phone from her. And I'm like, I haven't heard from Marie in like a week. There must Hmm. be something wrong because she called me literally seven times a day. If I didn't answer, she was going to call me until you know, like (laughs) I answered. And, And even when I did, she still called me a couple more times. So. Yeah, so she was a smoker her whole life, and she had COPD, and when she went, um, she had lung failure, and then, like, it was just boom, 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 kind of the domino effect, and she was gone within four days, and that was, like, super intense. Wow. Um, Yeah. How long ago was that? And that's what I was telling you about. Yeah. Yeah. That was, like, um, like, three years ago, I think. It's so hard. Time flies so fast. Mm -hmm. It does. It does. But yeah, that was one of the main things that like, like when I lost that person who was so, you know, like monumental in my life, yeah. like my rock, you know, mm-hmm. it kind of made me reevaluate like what it is that I want to stand for, like as a human, mm-hmm. because, you know, when you go through that kind of grief, you know, like everything becomes kind of pointless, you know, mm-hmm. like you right, don't exactly. want to like, you don't want to live a vapid existence, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all the mundane things just become, you know. Yeah, you can just put it aside, and mm-hmm. I, that's not the kind of life I want to live. So, it took me a really long time to um, to come up with a song for her, and this song actually came to me in a dream, in two separate dreams, um, about a week apart, and um, it was like I, I just knew that that had to be her song because I loved the melody so much. Um, so, yeah, that one's a really special one to me, and I really enjoy it. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I'm sorry, very sorry for your loss. Oh. I know that's. That's okay. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait to hear the song. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for you to hear it too. It's one of my favorite ones, and we got you know the backing vocals on it, you know, and like mm-hmm. it's like it just makes me feel. It's um the chorus is the feel the wind blowing on, and really like what I think of is like I I think of like standing by the water where we used to walk, and like I just feel like her presence, you know, mm-hmm. like the wind is like, you know, her, and she's not gone. Mm-hmm. She's with me. Yes.
and it starts on a very pretty chord of D major 7. <laughs> Here's Marie. Again, that was Marie from the album Peace in Pieces. And now we have the title track coming up. Peace of mind comes piece by piece. Yeah. Yeah, it also goes piece by piece, too. It, does. You know, it, depends, <laughs> it depends on, like, which, on, you know, what you're focusing on. I've just recognized that um, keep the good, throw out, you know, like your piece is too costly to spend and so I totally think, yeah that's a great way to say it yeah there are some people that you have to cut out of your life if they don't bring you peace and they're not yeah and i've had to learn that as i got you know got older so yeah, yeah. or certain habits that or you habits, may have yeah. right. or mm-hmm. you know things that you may focus on you know and it's like kind of um for me peace and pieces is um reevaluating. you know like um where i'm at and like how where can i focus and because I feel like we live in like this duality of an existence, right? Like, you know, you can choose whatever you focus on, you know, no matter what, <laughs> it's all going to be the same. Mm-hmm. You can either pray for the sun or dance in the rain, you know what I mean? But, right, mm. right. Yeah, so that's kind of, um, it's, a so- it's a really happy song about overcoming grief and depression. <laughs> cool. And I love how it has, it, to me, it has a groovy 60s feel. Yeah. Especially the, the, the bass riff way it goes and this is the I actually learned this one first that's where I, I figured out the it jams back and forth from the root to the fourth a7 d7 mm. and then you start singing on the fifth the e chord <laughs> I do that a lot I, yeah. it's like a gospel I don't know I just really like that Betty Fox thank you so much for joining us yes, thank, thank you, you for having me the website is bettyfox.net and here we are with the title track from the new Betty Fox album Peace in Pieces
That's it for this episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our guest, Betty Fox. And thanks to our sponsors. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery. Pacific Counter. Booyah Ramen. And and Engine engine Number number 9. Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News. And our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show. And remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. Would you like some chicken? I've got more.